Welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson, a nationally recognized expert in the analysis of complex life insurance structures. In the Acres of Diamonds podcast, Bob talks about the flip side of owning a life insurance policy that your client has outgrown or that has underperformed. We share insight and strategies to help advisors maximize the effectiveness and value of their clients' life insurance policies. Hello and welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson from the Settlement Masters. Today we're going to be talking about something pretty exciting, and that's what the partner of an advisor should be doing. So in other words, when an advisor partners with a company like Settlement Masters, they need to have certain expectations of what they're going to do for them. And so Bob and I are going to talk a little bit about that. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning. I am happy to be here. It's Thanksgiving, and we're excited about this conversation. Oh, absolutely. And I'm excited about turkey and ham. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just be honest with you. I'm really looking forward to some ham. Uh, uh, good. Me too. Yep. All right. So we, we have talked a lot about the massive opportunities that are coming uh, well, well, they're not coming. They're here now, uh, and they're going to be here for the next decade at least uh, from what you and I have spoken about. Uh, and we're talking about opportunities for advisors specifically, and we've covered a lot of information. And I want to do a little bit of a recap if that's okay with you, uh, and I, I really want to know kind of your, the ins and outs of, of some of your thoughts and the process that the Settlement Masters does. But let's start with a little bit of a recap, and uh, what I want you to do is when you've talked to advisors about needing to partner in this market, why does an advisor need to partner with anybody at all? Well, the the market is a little different than what most uh, investment advisors and insurance estate planning insurance uh, advisors uh, deal with. They are there needs to be a bit of a paradigm shift in terms of them looking at this problem. They may sell life insurance and sell the security of life insurance as a form of money for the family mm-hmm. or for the estate. Uh, but to now talk about the fact that the insurance is not working and that uh, there is an opportunity to sell it seems a little bit strange. So there is some education that has to, uh, to, to go on in order for them to understand, one of which is why the problem, you know, what, what has happened that and we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. the problem is has been turbo boosted by the car- the aid carriers raising the internal costs inside the policy, uh, and therefore requiring for most seniors that are in their 80s uh, additional premium vastly above what they've been used to paying, yeah. or if they don't pay it, it, it destroys the policy. So that's. That's why there should be some sense of urgency, uh, how they talk to them, and those things uh, we can get to later. But uh, the COI problem is the major problem mm-hmm. for policies that were issued between '95 and and 2008. So every every financial advisor has and will be clear real soon a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that these people are taken care of, that they have an audit done on their insurance. Absolutely. Bob, you are very passionate about this, and I'm not going to ask you to say it, but I'll say it. It really seems predatory in a, in a way against seniors uh, because of how they're increasing their rates in such a large and dramatic fashion that it, it really destroys what they thought they had built for maybe some financial future. Uh, and that really bothers me. And I know it bothers you. 
I'm going to ask you the next question. This is another recap question, really. What is the first thing an advisor should be looking for in a company that he wants to partner with? Well, he should look for a, a, a company, a brokerage firm in the settlement world that has extensive life insurance experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will help. That will help him know that he's he's got somebody on his team that understands the mechanism of life insurance, how it works, and 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 be and and, and make sure that the client is first. Uh, so he should be looking for a firm that has followed that path. I mean, professional life insurance people once they get over the need to make money or the need to survive and, and, and find themselves uh, in the business, they, they develop a passion to make sure that the client understands the solution uh, of life insurance as something that can be of tremendous benefit to their family, to their business, to their estate. And he should be looking for a firm that understands that. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them don't. Most of the the brokerage people are in one business, and that's to sell the policy and not be concerned about the client. They're concerned about the price. We got the price. Now, in some cases, you've got a client that's going to drop the policy, and that's all they're interested in. Mm-hmm. But from the advisor's standpoint, he's better protect his back by being with a firm that knows how to protect his back and they have to have life insurance uh, experience uh, to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's a ton that an advisor needs to look for in a, in a professional settlement broker. How can an advisor, okay, I'm, I'm just going to assume, and, and this is because we know that advisors are listening to this podcast. I'm assuming they are now aware of the problem. They understand that there's a big need. They understand that there's an opportunity out there that is unimaginable. I, well, I don't want to misquote it, but I think it was like $143 billion in, in policies every right. year. Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's billion with a B. Uh, so we, we know all that, and I'm just going to assume the advisor already knows all that. So now they're going to, they're looking into it. How can an advisor learn some more uh, before they choose a broker? Well, they can come to our webcast, but they should be looking for a firm that has education mm. uh, for the advisor as a primary beginning. A first uh, step is to educate them because, again, as I said earlier, it's kind of a, a, a dichotomy because we're talking now about uh, policies that don't work and all the life of an insurance professional. He's been talking about policies that work. And so now they're going to be talking about policies that don't work and they have to comprehend why this has happened and what's the motive of the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. But then they should be looking for a broker that helps them understand uh, the real reason why this is happening and, and the language to use to convey this to a, to a, a senior prospect. Uh, that will keep them in the process. Uh, so th- they have to look for a firm that has life insurance experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm talking about extensive experience. We have been in the business for over 50 years. Uh, our team is very skilled in the area of estate and business planning. We understand insurance products inside and out. Uh, and we are able to talk to the advisor and to the client uh, about what to do to keep their contract. But you need to have someone that understands that. And 99% of them don't. Yes, I, I agree 100%. And advisors that are listening to this, I am going to say something that Bob said before. And that is, if you find another company that 
provides everything you need and has your client's best interest in mind, like you do as a fiduciary, go with them, right? I mean, if they provide everything for you, go with them. He has no Absolutely. qualms. Yes, this is Bob's podcast. Yes, I, I, we all get that. And yes, he'd love to do business with you. But he also would say, if you find somebody else that you like better, go with it. But now I'm going to change gears and, and, and talk about what they should be providing for the advisor. What should they do for them? Uh, and I'm going to ask Bob kind of give us the, I love top 10 lists. I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean there's 10, but I'm going to ask Bob to give us kind of the list of what should that company be doing for the advisor specifically. Now you've covered one, Bob, you covered education. They should definitely be educating uh, the advisor because that's a must. You can't go in there blind. What are some other things, your top list of things that the broker should be doing for the advisor? Well, first of all, they should be protecting the client and the advisor. I had an experience years ago where a broker went around us to the client and eliminated us as, a, as an agent, as an agent advisor. Uh, and I, I won't let that happen. So mm -hmm. you want to be with a firm that will protect you and the client protect you by saying, we'll give you a written uh, uh, non-compete so that you know that we will never upsell or go around you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that's number one, because that uh, I've had so many advisors say, thank you. Uh, you know, being able to know that I can trust you and you put it in writing yes. uh, made a big difference to me. Uh, the, the second thing is when you're working with a client, as we do, as a partner to the advisor, we do all the work. We take it off the, uh, the, the, the table, off the desk of the, of the advisor and do all the work. And, of course, they get the bulk of the commissions. But we do all the work because we know how to promote the advisor and make the advisor feel like we're representing them mm -hmm. and we're telling the client that this would not be happening if it wasn't for Jim Smith, Jim Smith, the advisor, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be calling you and talking to you. Jim Smith has a, a deep concern uh, of making sure his senior clients, their contracts, their portfolios of insurance is safe. And, and that's why we're calling. And I want you to acknowledge that because that's important. We don't work with uh, other than professional advisors that have that concern for their client. So the, the second thing would be to make sure that we are promoting the advisor to the prospect or client so that they know that this is not just a, a telemarketing deal. This is not exactly. just a sales deal. We're not selling settlements. The third thing hang, is... Hang on, Bob, Bob, just a second. I'm going to interject because... That is incredibly important. And that was actually two things that you just said there. Number uh, So the first one was protecting the advisor and the client, right? That's number right. one. Number two is you guys do all the work. And I want to go back to that for a minute. But but before I do, number three was you protect the relationship. And that that is, as a business consultant and a coach, and I've done this for many, many years with advisors all over the country, I cannot tell you how valuable that is for another company to promote you and to secure your relationship with your client and to really bolster that relationship by saying exactly what Bob did. This would not be happening if John Smith hadn't brought it to your attention and brought it to us to protect you and, and get you the best possible outcome from this terrible scenario with, with how the life insurance industry is going. So I think that's incredibly valuable. But I do want to go back to number two, which is you guys do all the work. 
And Bob, I know that a lot of the things that you do are proprietary and you can't divulge a whole lot, but can you kind of give us what's a 30,000 foot view of what is the work that you do? Since you do all the work, what is it? Yeah, well, two things. Uh, we we want to talk to the client. We want to take that off the advisor's table. Oh yeah, uh, because we want we know that advisors say the wrong thing, uh, and and create expectations that are inaccurate and are not clear. So we want to talk to the client. Uh, we want to give E and O to the advisor just in the event something happens uh, that we can't perceive. And I have examples if you want of that. That's a unique uh, advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a compliance report for all the cases that go for- formal. And that compliance report includes everything that we do to make sure the client is aware of what to keep, what to do to keep their policy uh, versus the capital value of mm-hmm. selling it in the institutional marketplace. We show that and have them sign off on which way they want to go. Got it. Uh, which eliminates, you know, the, the the thing that you didn't tell me I could do this to keep my policy. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are three or four things that we do. Uh, the uh, the last thing I think I could tell people that is not done in the industry by people that have firms like ours, like Settlement Masters, is we give a timeline on the beginning of a case so that the advisor and the client know exactly where we are and how far we have to go. Perfect. And if something throws that off, we reset a new timeline so that they all know that the timeline has been set and why it's been set. That doesn't happen. Uh, we don't want a black hole where the advisor doesn't know what the heck is going on or the client is uh, not aware of what's going on. Once you go formal, you know, time can kill a deal. And mm-hmm. so when it's the right thing for the client, we want to make sure that we're on pace and everybody knows where we are. And, and I love the fact that you, one of the things that you said was that the, the clear timeline that you're providing. And if something alters that timeline, we know things happen. We, we all understand that, especially advisors. They know that things get hung up for different reasons. But I, I would put this on the list of what you guys provide, and that's constant communication. You, you touched on it. Uh, and it's constant communication with all parties, which I like. And the the other thing is, quite honestly, for the advisors that are listening, Bob and his team are willing to take that blame and say, hey, here's we have to change the timeline a little bit. Here's why. And it takes it off the advisor. So the advisor isn't isn't uh, necessarily the bad guy now. Or if, if the client has some concerns, Bob and his team have big shoulders. They can do it. <laughs> so as That's an advisor, right. you're pretty protected. And I, and I love that. Uh, so I'm adding those other things to the list. You provide E&O. You provide the compliance report. Um, what else do you provide for your for the advisors that utilize the settlement masters specifically? Well, we know the industry, and that's another issue. When when you go out into the market, you've got to know who you're talking to as a buyer. We do not deal with, uh, as many do, uh, individual investor groups. We will not deal with individual investor groups. We only deal with institutional funds. Institutional funds are like BlackRock and Apollo and Brookshire and, and funds that have found uh, a settlement pool of uh, 100 or 1,000 policies to be a great investment. And, and so we want to deal with that kind of a buyer so that we know that we're not dealing with someone that has more interest in uh, the, the, the seller dying than, than living. So we want it to be somewhat anonymous so that 
when we deal, we deal with that kind of uh, institutional firms. Mm -hmm. And when, when the sale documents come down, when we finally get the bid, which usually takes two weeks after the formal has been uh, created, uh, and the formal uh, offers arrive at, at the highest price, we get documents, just like in the sale of a home or a building. And those sale documents are escrow documents, and it goes into escrow. And, and so when it goes into escrow, the funders ships those documents to us. We review those documents to make sure that the document doesn't include anything in there that would be detrimental for the client. And we try to scan the, the document. We've looked at hundreds of them. So uh, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, we're not uh, absolutely a thousand percent perfect, but we're 99%. Mm. We scan them. That's not done. Uh, brokers get the documents, send them out to the, uh, the agent and ask him to go have them signed. Well, the agent and the, the advisor typically has a burden when, when they have mm -hmm. to look at this document that may be 30, 40 pages and know what it's saying. Exactly. So we take that off of the advisor's plate and we walk the client either through Skype, uh, through a conference call, or in person if they're in a radius of 50 miles from our corporate office. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's another thing that we do that's not done. It protects a client from, from uh, and it also makes the client feel good that we're taking the time to give him the picture uh, and, and to explain to him what he's signing. Mm -hmm. And after everything's signed, then we compose the uh, compliance report, which is typically two inches thick, and it's tabbed, it's got a table of contents, tabbed and numbered, and it goes out to the advisor, it goes out to the, the, the trustee or the owner of the policy, and sometimes the attorney, CPA, depending upon who's involved in the transaction. This is not done. Yeah. There isn't anybody in the industry, so it says Lloyd's of London, who uh, were the only company they insure uh, for life settlements. That's a pretty good because, name. <laughs> because of what we do. Yeah, that's a pretty good name there. Lloyd's of London. I like that one. <laughs> they're, uh, they're established and they are well known because they are one of the best. So and they know risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Bob, I'm running out of paper here. So what I did is I've been kind of writing down some of the other things that you've added. Uh, you basically, the correct and best way to approach the market, and I would say that leads right into the, the main reason that Settlement Masters has been doing so well and, and doing a lot of business with advisors is because they have years and years and, or you have years and years of experience. So, I mean, that you bring that to the table, uh, the back office paperwork. And again, advisors know that there are certain areas that they could specialize in. And if they have to get a 30 or 40 page document on in an, in an arena that they don't have the experience in, how could anybody possibly be expected to go through that and check to make it sure it's okay. So the fact that you guys do that uh, when a lot of other compliance departments, uh, compliance organizations would just stamp it, send it out and say, hey, take care of it, advisor. I think that's fantastic. Um, what else is on the list that you that a, a broker should provide for an advisor? Well, uh, training. Uh, training should be, we do a webcast training. We have three levels of webcast trainings starting from basics all the way up to more advanced. Okay, so uh, you you talked about your education before, and this is this is that webcast, correct? Wait, that's correct. Okay, so Web you you have three levels. I'm sorry, I'm just I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to make sure that we understand what those three levels are. So, it's like 
the room 101 is the you know the very beginner kind of the overview or or how does the right. three levels work yeah 101 uh, training is really terms uh, uh, that are relevant to the uh, settlement uh, marketplace understanding of who the buyers are uh, understanding of the process uh, then level two we get more into uh, what you say to cue us up we're a partner and so learning how to cue us up some scripting uh, is, is really important. Uh, instead of saying, I've got a settlement broker that can sell your policy uh, that I work with and I'm going to have him talk to you. That's the wrong thing to say. So you provide so scripting, Bob? We provide scripting Perfect. so that they yeah. can uh, be able to communicate in a way that doesn't create clouds uh, and is clear. And so when we call the, the senior prospector client uh, is aware of our unique capabilities our analytics, uh, and is really interested in knowing what he can do and what his contract is doing. And then level three, uh, when we're working with level three, we're talking about how to deal with attorneys, accountants, and, uh, and uh, trust companies, uh, and what we can, what we can teach the uh, advisor to do to permeate that marketplace so that they can uh, have an avalanche of opportunities where all of a sudden uh, settlement's not a one-off, it's it's uh, coming one or two a month. Mm -hmm. And uh, other advisors are looking to them and their team, who's in our case, Settlement Masters is their team, uh, looking to them to do analytics and, and uh, review uh, the insurance contract from an analytics standpoint an academic standpoint and look at it as a, a way of being able to determine uh, the economic value of keeping a contract. And so we talk to them about what they can say to attorneys, accountants, and, uh, and trust companies. And we give them examples of how our stuff has held up. Uh, we had a major trust company, as I've told you in an earlier podcast, that got sued by by uh, one of the members of the trust mm -hmm. uh, when the patriarch passed away, and they were going right down the line. They were going to come to us, and we sent them over the complete compliance report, and all the lawyers dropped the case mm -hmm. against all parties yeah. because it was completely disclosed. Everything was clear. That's fantastic, Bob. Off the air, you and I were talking a little bit earlier. I know that there are things that that people don't even think about as far as why they should be in this in this market and why advisors should be interested in it. And you had kind of mentioned something about uh, senior laws and some other things. Can you touch on that? Why should they be interested about getting into it now? Well, there are some lawsuits that are occurring against insurance companies uh, that they're using the Anti-Discrimination Act mm. against seniors. And that's that's a very, very, very strong act. Now, that is going to trickle down to advisors. There are already some early stages of lawsuits that are occurring with fiduciaries, with trustees that did not warn a client, a senior client, that the contract was imploding. And the, the fiduciary responsibility is another big thing amongst professional advisors. They have a responsibility by ethics to be able to inform a client of anything that would affect his portfolio. And, you know, we train uh, professional advisors that don't do this to, to 
use the term financial when they're talking about life insurance. Talk about it as an asset class. Talk about it as a portfolio of life insurance uh, and, and what is affecting that mm -hmm. life insurance and that it's a fiduciary responsibility to make sure it's safe. So those are things that are vastly needed to be communicated to the uh, professional community. And, and we do that in our training. Absolutely. Hey, Bob, thank you so much. I know we're low on time. So I'm going to actually, for the advisors out there, I'm going to just read my notes real quick. Uh, they provide education, or you should be looking for, in, in any broker that you're going to be partnering with, you need to be looking for education. Do they provide it for you? Do they protect you? Do they protect your client? Do they do all the work for you? Do they protect the relationship and, and actually lift up the relationship between you and your client? Do they provide you with E&O insurance? Do they provide you with a, a huge compliance report that can stand the tests of time and, and the tests of lawyers as well? Do they provide a clear timeline and communicate that constantly to you and to your client? Do they have a back office that has the experience to do the paperwork? for you and review the paperwork so you don't have to learn everything about a 30 or 40 page document and all the mumbo jumbo and legal things that are in there. Uh, do they know how to approach the market the right way and the best way, looking for the best possible purchases, uh, the best possible groups so it's not singular, it's not just a, a small handful of people buying a policy uh, that is a, a large group? Do they provide scripting? Do they help you communicate this urgent need to your clients and take away any of the surprise or take any, any of the unknowns from being able to convey this message to your clients. If you can find a group like that, hire them. And if you can't through all your searches, just know that we already have one. It's the settlement masters and it's Bob and his team and that you need to be reaching out. If you have questions for Bob, I know that they've got a phone number. Bob, what's your phone number they can reach you at? I'm going to give that to you. Before I do that, I want to ask you, I mean, you did such a great job at uh, outlining. I, I should have had you do this podcast. You were just awesome. <laughs> the phone number, so I take my hat off to you, Eric. The phone number is 877-927-7243. One more time, 877-927-7243. Seven two four three, and ask for either Sherry Barrett or Michelle Holman or our Director of Operations, Daryl Habel. Either of them will direct you to where you need to be and be there to help serve you to help you serve your senior clients. That is fantastic. And Bob, I will tell you what, I will stick to the podcasting and let you do all the other stuff, the hard stuff, because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know anything besides what you've taught me so far. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying our time together. I appreciate the, the compliment. And I, I would love for you to close us out. I know that you have your favorite quote that you say pretty much every time. And I want to hear it again. Well, I, it's something that I live by because uh, too many of us put things off that we're not completely familiar with. It's uh, something that was given to me by my mentor many, many years ago. And it stimulated me at times that I needed to be stimulated. It's on the plains of hesitation, bleak the bones of countless millions, that on the dawn of victory sat down to wait, and there they died. Don't let this die. Don't let, don't let this die. Get on it. Call us, 877-927-7243. As Bob said, we have Turkey Day coming up. Bob, have a great Thanksgiving, and thank you for your time again. Thanks, Eric. Hey, and thank you all for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Bob comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. 
It also makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends, family, and your teammates. Uh, advisors, I know you have other advisors in your office or you have other advisors you've met at conferences that, that you've done joint work with or whatever. Share it with them. You know, you guys can team up and figure out how to tackle this problem together. Uh, you, you'll just have more power that way. Again, thanks for listening. And for everyone at the Settlement Masters, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Thank you.